I'm really looking forward to sitting down with you and finding out more about what you do here. Anytime. Yeah. What do you do here? I am Fidel Emmanuel. Welcome to the Fidel Emmanuel Podcast. about stuff that's nobody's business. What do I do? Really, what do I do here? I, mean, I should have written it down. Hello. I am DJ Fede Manuel. Welcome to the Fede Manuel podcast. Great to see you all. It's great to be here. I'm really glad. Um, I, I really wanted to do this. I had a lot on my mind. Um, but I had to push through, <laughs> I had to push through, I had a pretty productive day. Uh, it was pretty busy, um, had a retreat at work. Then I had to come home. And when I walked into the house, I immediately felt the shiver and the cold and the breeze because my thermostat runs off batteries and the batteries were dead. And so the thermostat doesn't work, which is interesting to me. So it's a, okay. It is a, okay, but I, I pray you well. This is February 15th. You will probably be hearing this on the 16th or subsequent days after. Um, thanks for listening. I need you to like, subscribe, review, do all the things. I'm going to tell you, do all the things right now uh, to help support the pod and the platform. Because, you know, DCO is the brand. If you're not familiar, I need to go. I need you to go to the dcobrand.com. Get familiar. We got uh, tons of music on there. We have marketing services. There's blogs mentioning the DCO brand. Uh, This week, I recently published uh, a review on The Greatest Night in Pop, that documentary um, based on the making of We Are the World. It's on Netflix right now. I highly recommend you um, listen and watch this film. It's it's fascinating. I'm about on my third view, uh, just to see the genius in the room, but also see the egos, see the production, uh, see the talent, see how it all came together. It happened on the night of the AMAs. Um, I might do an audio version of the review because it's so amazing. I, like I said, I'm on my third watch. So go to the dcobrain.com. Uh, go to the review. Like I said, go to the media, go to the work, go to everything. Um, so this pod, I want, like I said, I wanted to get into, I wanted to do a pod. Um, this is probably more political. We're going to be on the hill this time. Uh, I really just want to connect people, but I want to hold myself accountable. I really want to dedicate to doing a pod every two weeks um, here in 2024. So we're going to keep this schedule. I need the support though. We're going to keep pushing. I'm not saying it's easy um, and support, support really helps out. So Let's get into some headlines from the top. Uh, shout out to the CDC, maybe not shout out. I don't know. They recently pledged five million in scholarships for the descendants of the victims of the Tuskegee experiment. Uh, when I first read this headline, if you're not familiar with Phil Lewis on Twitter, please go follow him. He's a really great journalist that keeps people in the know. When I initially uh, read this headline, I'm like, 
I am glad the CDC is, you know, recognizing the the Tuskegee experiment. Uh, if you didn't know, 623 Black men in Alabama were infected with syphilis and withheld treatment by federal officials. Uh, United States government is taking respect, uh, taking steps to repair um, by the investing in education. As I, I'm reading the article, I'm reading it, uh, wordinblack.com. Um, when I initially saw this, I'm like, yay, I'm glad the CDC is recognizing um, the the atrocity committed. But I'm also like five million, just five million. And let me let me go to the part that really got got me. Um, the CDC, they're giving out this money uh, toward five million go a goal, but they are uh, awarding scholarships for um for high school students totaling eleven thousand um four scholarships that's about it it says in 2023 voices of our fathers awarded four scholarships to graduating high school seniors totaling eleven thousand uh cdc foundation aims to increase the awards to a hundred thousand annually and as a head start the robert wood johnson foundation contributed one million to their five million goal um so from reading that Initially, I thought, okay, they're only giving out eleven thousand to four people. Um, I really hope they they really should be paying the descendants and the community, you know, paying college off, right? <laughs> that was my thing. I'm like, man, I should be giving eleven thousand to each student. I need you. I need a full ride. I I definitely need a full ride. Um, but it's it's encouraging to see uh, the CDC support this effort. Um, but a lot more has to be done. Also, my girl. Your girl, Beyonce, she's in the country space now. Uh, she released two songs, Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. And I tell you this, I love them. I love them. Uh, she's going to be in the new cover of the new issue of Essence. Um, she, They said she's getting back her, to her roots. She's also a sacred. New, her new hair care line is something that she is promoting. I'm excited. I, I think Beyonce, she has... I'll say this for the record. Uh, I think she has, she's a student of Michael. She has took a couple steps further than Michael, but I think with this Renaissance run and this act two run and possible act three run, she's going for the title. She's going for the goat. She's going, she's going to uh, send a message to all of her peers, to all the media, um, just showcasing her talent. I think she's done that time and time over again, but she's doing something that I don't really see a lot of other artists that are even capable of doing this time and age um, uh, artists of her caliber. There's, there's a lot of talent. There's also artists, superstars out there, but I, 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 the list is short of the number of people who can uh, release a, a amazing project like Renaissance, go on this, uh, the production of the tour and how many dates she did and just the level of artistry and talent she put into that. And then also to follow up with uh, a genre shift uh, as country, but not only a genre shift as country, but doing it authentically, doing it for the love of the game. And also doing it at a high level. I don't think artists is doing it. I think of Drake, who did uh, Honestly Nevermind. And I feel like, yeah, he might have been sitting uh, with the genre a bit, but it's definitely not a classic album. But I, I think he could have put more time and work into it. So shout out to her. If you didn't know, Act 2 releases March 29th. Save your date. It's a little over a month. Save the date. Also, OpenAI announces uh, ChatGPT will now have memory. 
and reference things from past conversations, which I thought it already did. Um, but I, I'm really glad. And maybe that's why, you know, when I try to do a couple things, it was like, uh, I am on chat GBT three. I don't pay for it. Uh, like some of you all, the 1% do, um, it, it, I thought it recalled, but it doesn't recall at the moment, but it soon will recall past messages. One of my fears with chat GBT is like, I want you to keep my past chats. I don't want you to <laughs> delete those. Uh, yes, I need to go back and maybe clean them up, but don't delete those. But the fact that it can recall the past chats i'm looking forward to it they say it's rolling out slowly everyone doesn't have yet but look for that um also this this broke today when i was leaving work special counsel charges fbi informant with lying to the bureau about hunter biden uh, alexander smirnoff 43 disliked biden and was arrested in las vegas according to the justice department so this guy uh He's been a confidential source for the FBI since 2010, and they say, and I quote, provided false derogatory information to the FBI about both Bidens after Joe Biden became president candidate, uh, became a presidential candidate in 2020. Um, he was being used a lot in this in this case. And then also with this case, um, sham. <laughs> I guess that's where I want to go with that. Um, with this, hey, Hunter Biden. And let me let me clarify. Hunter Biden did some illegal things. Hunter Biden deserved to be investigated. Joe Biden is not on trial. Joe Biden has been very open uh, with his uh, cooperation with this investigation. And when I say sham, I mean more like, is this what we're doing with the taxpayer's money? Is this is this a solid investigation where we should have all this information and we uh, you you need to speak up, Joe, and you're dirty, Joe. You're in bed with China and the Russians. Like that's when I say sham. So maybe let me reframe that a bit where it's like I understand the nature of Hunter's uh, addiction and the, the number of things he even admitted himself um, where he he put himself in conversations and he leveraged his 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 relationship with his father but that does not mean him and Joe was colluding together to defraud and make business uh with the Ukrainians and the Russians and blah 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 no no I, I don't believe that that well that has not turned to be true <laughs> there you go I leave it at there Let's go to the main topics. My first topic right now is titled Clueless GOP. I don't know what's going on over there. One of my, growing up, the Republican Party at least had a bit of substance. There's always some shenanigans going on. But when I think of John McCain, uh, someone who, uh, a, a decorated vet, someone I feel like he is a great man, um, but also he had some substance. Yeah, he might not, uh, I might not agree with all his policy positions, um, but I think of the moment where he defended Obama or he clarified Obama uh, when the lady was like, he's a, you know, he's a Muslim. He's a bad guy. I think of Republicans like that. I, I think of Mitt Romney. Uh, he looks amazing compared to these current Republicans now who has a bit of substance, but I don't understand what this current GOP, what is their goal? What is their strategy? What are you for? We understand 
and we hear the crying about what you are against and what you don't like. And it sounds like, oh, well, we want Trump back and uh, Biden, he's, he's in bed with China and he's not doing nothing on the border. But I don't hear any substance. I don't hear any depth. I don't hear any policies. I don't hear any tactics or strategies or solutions. It looks like they're clueless um, for the past ever for the, at least a year. And since Joe Biden got in office, all we've been hearing from the GOP is the border. The border is we're being overrun and it's a crisis and Biden hasn't done anything. And we need um, we, we need to reinstate the go back to Mexico policy and we need to finish this wall. And that that's all I've been hearing. But recently, I, I know you all heard about this. Um, they couldn't even pass a vote. They couldn't even um, get a deal. They blocked their own deal. Uh, border deal is a bipartisan deal. Um, even had Biden talk a little at the side of his mouth when he was saying, oh, you know, if I could, we sign it right now, I'm gonna shut the border right now. I'm like, Biden, like what? If that's the tactic you're going for, when you say you're shutting down the border to fix the issue, are you talking about border security? Are you talking about judges? Are you talking about the immigration system? Are you talking about giving resources to sanctuary cities? Um, if you close the border down today, what are the actions? If you close it at five o'clock, what are the actions you're taking at 501 to quote unquote fix the border? Um, but the GOP, they cried for a long time since he got in office about the border um, and not negating there is a the border is a priority. And I, I say the board is not necessarily a priority. The immigration system is a priority for me. Um, but they couldn't even they block this measure. They even their own people um, are criticizing them. And I quote, I just don't think the last three months could have been handled any worse, says GOP Josh Hawley. Um, and he's <laughs> he has his own radical ideas uh, as well. Uh, he also continued, why would voters look at what goes on over here, the circus, and say, yeah, we want more of this? In the same vein, they just impeached Mayorkas. What is that doing? What are you impeaching him for? What is the goal? I don't understand what is the what is the the strategy in Texas. And maybe I would say maybe we don't need to understand, but we are paying your salaries. You all represent constituents. You all are wasting our money. You are wasting our time with nothing significant. But it also looked like you guys are clowns. It looked like a joke. Like you guys look worse because of this. Like if even if you didn't like everything that was in the bill, you've been advocating so much and it's a bipartisan deal. Why would you block this? But you also don't have a solution. Like you just want it my way or the highway, which is not democracy. That is not how we govern. That is not how we work together. It's really, it's sad because also when I think of clueless GOP, you all are supporting and advocating a rapist. You're advocating uh, the former president who uh, incited an insurrection, who tried to overturn the government. So to me, you all are not on stamping that behavior. You guys encourage that behavior. But to me, that behavior it becomes part of your brand. Like, this is what you all support. This is what you all stand for. And so you're standing for sexual assault. <laughs> you all are standing for throwing kids in cages. Like, I don't, 
I don't, I personally don't understand the goal. I personally don't understand the strategy. I, I think some of the Republicans see uh, the writing on the raw on the wall where they're like, I'm not uh, running again, uh, like a Mitt Romney. But I also think we need people like a Mitt Romney, not only to speak some truth, but also be engaged in the party because I do see a shift in it's Trump's party. It's a MAGA party. Like the Republicans, the MAGA in the Republican party is there. That's the brand. It's maybe before, um, maybe not in 2016, it was in the party. I feel like Trump excelled and, and really defied a lot of things in, in the GOP, but especially after uh, the 2020 election, after January 6th, after I really thought the Republicans was going to distance themselves uh, from Trump, but it seems like instead of evolving, instead of standing for something, they are, it's part of us now, or maybe they have evolved into the MAGA party and that's how I see them. And it's just, I'm really, I'm really, I don't understand uh, what is the goal. I don't understand what, what they're after. I don't understand the policy of things. Um, I really, I read, I really need them to get it together. Even about, okay, we even talking about these guns. Like we just had another mass shooting um, at the chief's parade in uh, a GOP led <laughs> Missouri. Um, what are you all going to take this as a priority? No. I mean, clearly the NRA owns the, the Republicans, but what is the result? Like so because you want money from the NRA, you will not advocate for safer streets and safer regulations. In result, we have more gun violence. We have more weapons on the street, which you don't want. And you want safer communities, but you don't want to advocate and pass policies that will make the community safer. It makes no sense to me. I, I'm right now going through that in my head is I'm clueless. <laughs> I look like a clown, just like y'all trying to figure it out. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't get it. One thing I want from the GOP, leave the hate at home, get to work, do something, do something, do anything, do anything that will strengthen the system, do anything that will keep people and families and communities safe, do anything that will aid America. But it seems like the position is like, we rather do nothing and damage America. It's like, I want to, I damage with impeaching Mayorkas is just, it's just a damage to our, to our immigration system. Um, this Hunter Biden uh, investigation Yes, he should be investigated in a way that is our focus. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should say. Instead of damaging the system, you are pulling our focus away and using taxpayers' resources to for personal and political gain, not for community encouragement, resilience, um, even security. You, you don't even care about security. I remember uh, what last month they were talking about Uvalde um, and how it's just a literal, literal breakdown. Nobody took leadership, but also what are you doing, governor? What are you doing to make our streets safer? I don't, 
I don't know, Governor Abbott. Like, to me, that's a reflection of you. But we love our guns. But those law enforcement, the police, wouldn't even use their gun. They let this man stay in there about an hour kill, killing kids. Now you're talking about, oh, we're so mad about the border. We're so mad about the border. You have no, no empathy. Like, you have no plan. You have no no soul like no compassion it's a failure it's a failure you all are failing you all deserve dunce caps i just want some substance i just want a plan i just want some policy i just want some maturity get it together gop there's a shift to be honest i, I told somebody this before i don't know if we I don't know if we'll see another Republican president because the GOP is in such disrepair. I can't, unless um, the the person I think is like Liz Cheney, who who took a stand and like, hey, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. Um, let me look up the other guy who who took a stand. There was two Republicans who were part of the January Sixth Committee, uh, Liz Cheney, and let's see. Adam Kissinger. Like I can see those uh, Republicans having a future because they also have some substance and they stand for something. Um, but I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I don't know the goal. I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know what you want to do. It's tough. The next thing on my list, let's talk about Biden's age. Um, I feel like that's been a growing trending topic since uh, for the last three months. Um, it's always, I guess, in, since his presidency, um, it's always been a, a topic of discussion, but it really seems like these last couple of weeks, the, the he's old comments have been really, really loud. And to me, I, I understand and I feel like his age is a real concern um, that there's a I do believe in, you know, uh, age limit and term limits. I, I understand that. I understand that concern. OK, wh what else are we supposed to do with that? There's we can't change his age. <laughs> do you want man to croak up and die? Like, <laughs> I don't I think is a lot of it is rooted in ageism. Um, a lot of comments I've heard are very disrespectful uh to to a certain sense of where oh you do oh we can't do this i can't do that not saying i don't want a younger president he's not my first choice either but also he he didn't stop in the middle of a press conference twice like mitch mcconnell if joe biden did that i would be one to be like hey well joe maybe you don't need to be the nominee Literally, Mitch McConnell froze and paused. Literally, Donald Trump called Nikki Haley Nancy Pelosi. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything, deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. Soldiers, National Guard, so whatever they want, they turned it down. They don't want to talk about that. These are very he is he keeps bringing up Obama like Obama's president, but Joe Biden, yes, that nigga's old. <laughs> we know that. We get it. He is old. He also 
has been very effective in a lot of ways. Not saying he's perfect, but it's not like he ain't working uh, from the infrastructure uh, law, the bipartisan infrastructure law. I say American Rescue a Rescue Plan, the Chips and Science Act, Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, I got my notes. And that's one thing I do think Biden should do more. He should toot that horn. And it's not really Biden should toot that horn. The Democrats need to work on their messaging and their marketing. Sometimes I do feel like Biden's out there by himself when I hear these age comments. Could he run like he did with Obama and that would help? Yeah. But even this man gives you a monthly recap on the YouTube of the White House, the White House YouTube. And he is, we wouldn't be able, the average person, I'm. And let's just talk about Fidel. I wouldn't be able to do half of what he does like the 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 knowledge he has to recall the number of people he has to talk to the number of high 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 stressful uh high level stress uh decisions he has to make every day one day i'll get there and i feel like if i had to be in that position now i would finesse it you know i would do the best i can i don't think i'll do a bad job but you're acting like this man is drooling you're acting like he has stopped in the middle of a press conference. Like if he confused the president of Argentina and Mexico, oh, well, dang it. Oh, well, learn, learn the presidents, Biden. Oh, man, learn them. I tell you, I can't name them. And I, I really, Mexico and Argentina, probably not the people he uh, mixed up. Let's, you know, let's, let's clarify because that's the talking boy I have heard uh, mixed up Argentina president Biden. Let's see what happened. Um, well, look at that. Even the fact that that's a talking point and I try to look it up and Google it and it doesn't really come up as easily as I want it to come up. To me, that's that's all smokescreen. It's, it's a smokescreen. It's not significant. Uh, it's not substantial. Talk about policy. Let's talk about, let's talk about the things if, your first critique is Biden's age. What's your second one? What's your third one? What are your what are your requests from him? What do you want him to do? Not no. I know you want him to do a pull up, but as in terms of policy and governing the country, what do you actually want from him? I think we all need to ask ourselves this question in this election season of what do we want? What do we want America to look like? What do we want our communities to look like? What uh, standard and what are we requiring from our elected officials? Um, it seems like a lot of critique, but not enough solutions. And even the critique, it's not enough even your own personal POV in what you believe. It seems like we are looking at the TikToks and we are looking at the Twitters and we are we're looking at the Fox Newses and the MSNBCs and the CNNs and the Facebooks and getting our information. And not only getting our information, we are just reading the headline. We are not even clicking the article to read thoroughly. And I'm not even saying reading every single word, which it should do, but you're not even rooting your stuff in logic. You're not even rooting your stuff in solutions. It's just critique, critique. I think it's shallow. I think, you know, over the past 10, 20 years as a nation, we reality TV, we're, we're looking at what we see and what we look at. That's, that's all what we judge, but even character and what you say and what you believe and what you advocate for, that has became a uh, second and third and fourth priority. Like with Obama, he black. Look at that monkey, blah, blah, blah. 
that's all they could see. He black, but he also inherited the worst financial crisis ever. He also inherited war. <laughs> like we don't we don't look at that. Um, even with Biden, like he old, he old, he old. But you're not. He is the most equipped. I say decorated president we've ever had. And he's been given the most BS ever because the guy before him was the worst destructive president ever. He literally were throwing paper towels <laughs> at victims, paper towel at people who just went through a hurricane. Here you go. He literally put kids in cages. He was telling you to drink bleach to solve COVID. That's what you advocate for, GOP? Is this what you all support, people that's voting for Trump? Like, even when we call Biden old, he's old. Has he ever told you, has he ever got on national TV and said, hey, I know you're sick, <laughs> and I know you need some help. Don't trust that scientifically doctor-approved vaccine. I'm going to tell you what you should do. You should go find that bleach right there. Yeah, the same one <laughs> that you you clean your clothes or that disinfectant that you clean the counter with. You should open your mouth wide. And you should maybe about two to three squirts. And it'll get in your system. You ever seen Osmosis Jones? It'll get in your system and fight that bad COVID. He said that in the White House press room on national TV, looking to the right at Fauci <laughs> and the crew. And they're like, oh, duh, 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 duh. I wish they would have said more. I wish they would have did more. But he said this out loud. But we're talking about Biden's age. That nigga said, grab him by the pussy. Literally sexual assault. But Biden's age? No. You know what I want from Biden. I want, he was inspired to run by uh, Charlottesville. I want you to get tough on white supremacy. I want you to get bold and prosecute white supremacy, just like we got bold and prosecuted uh, during the war on terror with all these brown people, where we use resources to throw people in Guantanamo Bay, <laughs> where we threw, where we use resources to literally surveil people. I want that level of energy for white supremacy. Homegrown terror, the terror that consistently, and it's, it's in the fabric of America that still persists, that is very damaging, that a lot of communities are fearful, but it's still alive and well and pumping. I want you to get tough on crime. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. I want you to get tough on crime and throw these white supremacists in jail. I want to ride down the street and I look to my right and I want to see orange jumpsuits of everybody that was at January 6th, that everybody that killed them police officers and was in Nancy Pelosi's office and they destroyed and defecated the Capitol. I want them out there picking cotton. All right. I want to see it. Just like how you ride down, you see, dang, brother, what's going on? They got you out here hitting rocks. I want you to be tough on that because it's it's an issue. It's a concern. It's a crisis. I want free community college. I wish he was loud about that as he was when he first started. Talking about his age to me is a non-starter. 
not saying it's not a legitimate concern. It is. Biden, let's even look up his age. You couldn't even tell me his age right now if I asked you. But he's too old. I want to know, like, do you speak to your grandparents like this? I'm, I'm not saying I don't want my grandfather to be the president. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's old. He can't do nothing. Sleepy Joe. He's 81. Not, and he looks amazing. He he talks amazing. He, he's not the Joe. He's not VP Joe. He's not, you know, Senate Joe. No, but he's still the 46th president of the United States. He's still older gentleman where, if anything, I understand the critique, but the disrespect is, is unbecoming of you. <laughs> That's what I will say. The disrespect is unbecoming of you. I think number one, it lies in ageism. And I think number two, and it might be, number one is so loud. So even me saying number two might be louder than number one, but it lies in sexism as well. Because when you say, oh, Joe's too old, he's too old. Okay, he's too old. We have a VP Harris who, if anything happens to Joe, she will be president. And so instead of critiquing and advocating for Kamala and try to work with her and, and prop her up, we will rather uh, demean and diminish both of them. Indirectly promotes uh, rapist orange guy what are we doing here? Like, even if you don't care for Joe, let's talk about Kamala. Let's talk about how literally you all have this critique of her. Where she ain't doing nothing. And she is supposed to fix this and blah, blah, blah. She's a cop. I wish we had, I, I want the Kamala who was, who was down Kavanaugh's throat, who went in on him, who I want the prosecutor. I don't mind President Kamala. I really, really want to see it. But I want her to prosecute, prosecute some of the things that's been plaguing America for too long, like white supremacy, like gentrification, even just the ugly root of capitalism. It looks like we're going to keep it <laughs> till Jesus come. But the effect that it has on our community has been really nasty. I want you to prosecute this, this funding gap, this funding disparity with our HBCUs. That's what I would love for you all to do that. You know, I also want you all to do, and I'm talking to Joe and Kamala. I want you to do something about these guns. Like I want us, I want you to prosecute the people that need to be prosecuted, but I want you to do it in, in the spirit of our community, in spirit of we, the people. And I'm not expecting politicians that should be first i know you have personal goals i know you have political goals i know you got big fancy people that give you all this money and big fancy corporations that give you all this money but my critique can't be it just can't be he's old that's yes we'll talk about it mm -hmm. he's old yeah mm -hmm. there's a lot of old people mitch mcconnell's old he froze it's a lot of old people around here if we're talking about joe let's go line them up line them up because then also i'm talking about okay if he's old who's stepping up <laughs> even that like all these yeah he's old he's old he's also still working he's also still passionate i need if we're not picking joe and we don't want kamala who then
Who are we advocating for? Who are we supporting? Who do we like? I feel like we just, it's a lot of nasty work going on. It's a lot of nasty work going on. And I will not participate in the shenanigans. Okay? Yes, Joe's old. Joe's also has been very effective president. I don't support every single position that he's on. He's not my first choice. But I also respect that he he deserves his shot. And it's well within his American right to run again. I can't, oh, Joe, you should leave. Oh, Joe, give it to somebody else. Maybe if if we were talking about the same time last year, I think I would advocate it for a Kamala presidency. I would advocate for another person stepping up. I, I think AOC is going to be president one day and I'm going to work in her cabinet. I can't wait for that day. I, I'm looking forward to it. But at this point, what he's done for the country, but also the reality of the situation, I really pray that we can at least give him a bit of our support. Um, even if you got to do it quietly, I need you to vote in November. Vote in November. Vote in November. Not voting is not an option. Because if you don't vote, that's also a choice. Let's go local. Bedville, North Carolina, the city leaders approve a seven hundred to eight hundred thousand dollar redesign of the traffic circle around the historic slave house, also known as the market house, uh, focusing on pedestrian safety, art installations, and historical acknowledgement. I am reading this. From VNNBreaking.com. There's, if you've never been to Fayetteville, North Carolina, there's a slave market in the middle of town. At this market, uh, goods used to be sold, including live people. Live, real people in bundles and bushels. People used to be sold there. Since they stopped selling people there, the market house slave house is still there in the middle of town literally if you go through downtown you have to go around and constantly reminded of this slave market the new configuration will see the removal of the black lives do matter mural and expansion of the brick pavement to introduce a diamond-shaped traffic pattern this revamp, primarily aimed at enhancing pedestrian safety, also includes the installation of LED lighting. The decision made during a work session saw the Fedville City Council voting five to three in favor of the changes. So not only you are erasing the, the messaging of Black Lives Do Matter, <laughs> you are also enhancing the slave house. You're adding LED lighting. You're adding a new brick pavement. <laughs> like you're enhancing it. I don't get on one end. I've heard there are a number of people. Oh, it's our history and our legacy. And we can go back. Not saying that's all that stuff is not true. There were people sold at this place. And now you are to, in my opinion, solidifying and expanding this place. You're literally investing 700,000 to 800,000? Where, what's the priority, City Council? What are the priorities, Fayetteville? 
Like we don't have homeless vets on the street. Like we don't have food deserts right less than a mile on Murchison Road. Like I, it's it's baffling to me because it's it seems like we want so much. We want we're so smart. We want to go forward, but yet we want to hold on to these things. These things that don't even represent our city, these things that don't even represent our values. So to me, it sounds like with with expanding this market house and you know, adding the new bells and whistles, we're holding on to that same spirit. We want to hold we want to hold on to that same spirit. Nasty work is happening. The title of this podcast might be Nasty Work is Happening. Beware. This place sold people. This place sold people. And so now you want people to visit this place more to learn about more people they've been sold. Not, not saying there wasn't a plaque in history already there. On the other hand, what other metropolitan town city has a slave house in the middle of downtown like this is not a even when you add this diamond layout and these bricks and these lights and the plaque who is this bringing in because the thing about the slave market you guys sure took it off all the official city of Fayetteville you know the the dumpsters you took it off your branding and your logo so are we saying we want more people to come down here and take their wedding photos? What are we doing? This is, do you think, do you think Starbucks wants to set up shop across from a slave market? That's why I don't think we're really, I think we have a lack of vision and a lack of boldness. And not only city of Fayetteville, maybe America. That was one of my critiques with Biden. It's just like, where's the Biden of bold? I remember Biden used to be a ferocious, bold, you know, I use a, a word, how they describe uh, John McCain, maverick. City of Fayetteville, what Starbucks or McDonald's or even just local shops wants to be right across from a slave market? When I take my kids to the slave market, I can teach them the history, yes. But what good is this doing? There was a plaque there. There was history there. There was a quote unquote museum there. Why are we holding this up and keeping this up? I would even advocate for, to move it or even finesse the city where you have to close a street, make it the museum, but it doesn't have to be the focal point. One of my biggest issues, it's in the middle of town. And the fact that it's a roundabout just tells me is a great analogy of where we at we're just going around it <laughs> we're just going around it we're just keeping and we're holding on to these things mm, we're just going around it round and around we go in circles but we under we ask why why are more people down here why don't we got more shops and businesses 700 to $800,000, to $800,000, the city of Fayetteville is going to invest. I, nasty work.
nasty work. Today, it, it turned out to be must-see TV. <laughs> and I'm kind of surprised how glued in everybody was to uh, Fonny Willis, DA, who is prosecuting the case uh, for Donald Trump's 2020 election interference case. Uh, she was a witness. The The Trump lawyers are trying to have a motion. Uh, well, they're trying to get her off, saying she um, is, turns out she was in a relationship with one of the uh, attorneys that she hired. And, well, special prosecutors, let me be specific. Um, and it turns out they did have some type of romantic relationship, but throughout her her uh, testimony, she gave amazing answers and she clarified, you know, even the nature of their relationship, who paid for what, when things ended, when things started, um, what 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 happened and what didn't happen. She had this amazing part um, of the case of the of her testimony where she's like, "I'm not on trial here, no matter how hard, how how hard, and you make it seem like I'm on trial." I'm not on trial. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken when no, Mr. Wade. Well, no, 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 look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So my question was... Protect Fonnie. Protect her. Do I believe this this relationship with this special special prosecutor is a bit of a distraction yes i was talking to my dad i was like girl we are trying to get this guy we are trying to uphold the law and justice this don't help but i'm also don't think she did anything illegal when you talk about special preferences and treatment and conflict of interest it's all hoopla it's all it's all like fodder it's all tactics and schemes for us to get off page and get off site and lose our focus about why are we here? She's not on trial. Donald Trump is on trial. She's not on trial. Donald Trump is on trial. So I, I, I kind of got overwhelmed at one point because uh, when I was watching the stream, the comments, man, the chats, the chats, we have a heart issue <laughs> in America. Just nasty stuff, man. And, and I'm, it seems like there's so much nastiness and we don't like the nastiness. The nastiness continues, but we don't speak truth to power. And we don't advocate and we don't defend and we don't support. We don't shed light with the truth. Like we have to speak truth to power a lot more often. And I'm not saying you need to get on a podcast like me or go call MSNBC or make a long Facebook point posts. But at some time we, we have to stand up for the truth. We have to stand up for our morals, uh, our values, in our character. And I quote, I just want to find 11,000 
780 votes. And I'll say it again. I just want to find 11,780 votes. That was your president. This was your president after he lost the election called Georgia talking to the secretary. Hey, this is what I want. That's election interference. That's what's on trial. This man tried to overturn an election and he had some help doing it. He had friends. I just always, even when we talk about this, Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas wrote 29 Arizona legislators to overturn the 2020 election. Literally, the wife of a Supreme Court justice was advocating the overturning of a one of the safest elections ever. So that is what is on trial here. Defend D.A. Willis. Pray for D.A. Willis. Because I can only imagine her personal POV of just all this nasty, 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 very wicked and demonic at times. But let's just, we'll get deep one day. <laughs> just nasty work. It's sad. It's sad. And even Biden, D.A. Willis, all these people, I, I'm not trying to even put them on the flag. Oh, yeah, they're the best in the world. The best in the world. No. But one thing I do believe in is the rule of law. I do believe in values and morals and standards. And it's sad. We are we are in a sad state of America, but I really... I encourage us to keep fighting. I feel like we are getting to a place where not only you have to eat your fruit that you produce, I guess I'll say, you know, <laughs> uh, Drewski said it best. You have to stand on business. Trump is at, he, he consistently stands on business, but it's also his business is sand. His business is mess and lies and sexual assault and lies, and hate. No matter what you believe and who you advocate for, you're going to have to stand on that. Sooner or later, when people start having conversations with you and you're talking about these political matters and community matters, you have to give an answer. And no comment is a is a comment. If we Even if we just understood the concept of no comment <laughs> and the power of no comment, it might save y'all. But the nasty and hateful work, America, I need us to get together. I need us to be smarter than this. I need us to mature. I need us to do better. That's what I want. In closing, I want to give a couple shout outs. Like I said, this is the Fide Manuel podcast. Um, I'm going to work to get these every two weeks. I am planning a special, at least once a month, we're going to have a live one. Um, the last live one was great. Shout out to Andre. Shout out to Brooke. Shout out to Javon. Uh, shout out to Sean. Shout out to Tony. Go follow all their platforms. Do all the fun stuff. Support. We have to support. I think that's another thing we need to do. Not only critique, but we need to support in some ways, in a tangible way. We got to support our community. We got to support our people. Even if you just 
Look in your own household. We got to support our families. We got to support our partners. This toxic, um, the damage, even just the lack of, the lack of action goes a long way. So action goes even further. Uh, I want to shout out my Black Mental Health. Y'all run it up. Go buy some sweaters. Um, I want to shout out to Marnie. It's your birthday soon. I'm recording before. I love you. Thank you for all your support. Shout out to them Rattlers. Shout out to them Broncos. Uh, shout out to Workville. Uh, Workville is an amazing uh, Black community. They meet once a month. Um, if you are familiar with Sadidra Harris, um, she Bronco, she it's a really great uh, support. And, you know, get familiar. I put in some information in the bottom. Native Land Pod. I've been loving uh, Angela Rye and Tiffany Cross and Andrew Gilliam. That's one of my new favorite podcasts. Um, they are very inspiring. Um, so shout out to them. Who else when I think of shout out? Zaya. I love you, girl. Terrell. Terrell came and saw me today, y'all. That guy, Terrell's going places. If you don't know, I, I've noticed this. We we used to stay together. I mean, he's my brother, but we used to stay together. And he might not know it, but I got a lot invested in that guy because he's once that stock pay out, oh, we're going to be on the planes and jets, all right? <laughs> that guy's amazing. Uh, shout out to my parents. They went on a nice cruise for Valentine's Day. Shout out to them. I love you all. Shout out to my grandfather. It was his birthday yesterday. Uh grandfather uh granddad bitten holding it down vietnam vet og triple og um shout out to my other grandfather uh ben franklin that's his real name real name it's amazing just like mine is fidel and people always bring up castro but his is actually ben franklin um yeah do i have any resources and tips Self-care is black love. Self-care, self-care, self-care. Things are chaotic. It's like you look outside your window, there's fire. You go in the house, there's a fire in the kitchen. You look in the kids' room, there's fire. Um, but I speak peace over your life. I, I say take care of yourself. Because I'm not saying it's fire everywhere, but even if you just turn on the news and you hear all this it can get overwhelming it will get overwhelming if you don't have any boundaries eat your favorite food uh get some chipotle get some vanilla ice cream go get a ginger ale go for a walk um call your friends go watch a movie go watch madam Web. <laughs> go have a great laugh um but please take care of yourself because it's it's vital um yeah like subscribe thank you for listening uh in two weeks we will be back in some way um we'll be back in some way thanks for listening god bless